This is the chop up, trying to get chopped up, not get slapped up. You already know. Uh, let's go ahead and get the ball rolling. Good evening, everybody. What's good? How you doing? Welcome to September. This is the chop up. This is your girl, Toya G. Definitely tapped in with y'all having a good time this Monday night. Who I got rolling with me? We got the Conscious Lee, George Lee. Don't forget the Lee. You can see it at georgeleespeaks.com. We got some new apparel coming y'all way as well. Y'all already know what it is. It's your boy Damo, the political plug in the building. And yeah, I'm ready to beat up on these uh, presidential candidates. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean, it's always fun. It's always fun when I can piss off liberals and conservatives at the same time. At the same time. I mean, you know, it's really not as, as hard as they you should be trying to make it. But, you know, here we are being able to kind of what I call a group and scoop, kind of get them all together. <laughs> at the same time. Right, right, right. Uh, but you know, we in here, we got the show rolling. Uh, like I said, it's a beautiful Monday night. Happy Labor Day to all of y'all out there chilling. Uh, this is the Labor Day uh, edition of the show. We're going to talk about some of that. Well, but before we do that, uh, Lee, go ahead and jump into the Snapchat. Man. So the Snapchat, man, (laughs) they say fake it till you make it, you know, uh, over the weekend, man, hold on, what's going on with my thing? So, uh, last week or really this past weekend, Jessica Krug. Krug set the internet ablaze last week when she seemingly confessed a post on Medium that she had assumed identities within blackness that she had no right to claim. She labels herself a coward, a liar, and refused of non-black societies and culture and in a cultural leech. Mm. Uh, basically, it was able to take a lot of opportunities from black women in terms of being you using and authenticating the experience of black women in black positionality with being able to say she's a black woman. Um, I even heard so far as hearing from students that she used to kind of authenticity test other black colleagues that got opportunities like positions to speak at conferences and or uh, positions to be on boards or whatever and say, oh, they ain't really black, this, that, and the other. Um, how do we get here? <laughs> Um, how do we get here? How do we get here? I think the answer to how do we get here is wanting in good faith to believe, you know what I'm saying? Your skin folk is your kin folk. And, you know, with that, you know, not really questioning, not using phenotype to, to really get into some of that. So it's a sticky situation. You know what I mean? You recognize that everybody, you know, standing next to you might not have your best interest at heart. But at the same time, you don't want to sit up here and try to check everybody who says I'm with you, I'm for you, I'm about you. And so it's a really messed up position for black people to be in because we want people who, you know, especially claim to be like us, to be down, to be rotten, to be into it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. We are. It's weird. We are. We can't get too excited about people who are not us. We got to kind of be like, hold on, wait a minute, what you doing? But if you a little fringy, but you claiming it. And you're willing to take on that burden and hold that blackness and ride with that blackness and take everything that come with that. You know, if I'm going to be a black bitch and you're going to be a black, we both black bitches. Like, OK, cool. You know what I'm saying? If you we both getting death threats, if you're really willing to lay it down, like, like, like then we get here because now I'm ready to lock arms with you. You know what I'm saying? So to put you through the ringer when you're willing to subjugate yourself, your body, your, your, your scholarship, your time, your attention, your resources to what we got going on. It's like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's like, hey, come on. You know what I mean? So it, it, we, you get caught up. You get caught yeah. Up. I, you know, for me, I'm looking at it like this. I'm looking at it like this. We already know how parasitic shit is to blackness. Um, 
how it's able to how it's able to happen the way that it do will always baffle me though because i feel like it's certain things that's that's obvious you know what i mean and even when i'm looking at pictures of this woman what nobody like <laughs> <laughs> like not nah, being for real bro like with with like she was like yes i am a black woman Hey, bro, like how many like how many places have we been in collectively and we've seen certain people you know what i'm saying that, that rock we ain't gonna, I ain't gonna put no names or nothing but you kind of was like hey bro uh do we is he one of you know what i'm saying is she you feel me like so we people ask these questions specifically people like that i know i've had we i've seen george ask these questions Toy, I've seen you ask these questions. I ask them quieter than y'all ask them, but I've asked them. <laughs> you um, asked them though. So the I question do. is, knowing that knowing that people ask these questions, how was it like specifically in a a Latin and African American women's study? They're like, yo, who are you though? Let me check your background. Because even in the for them to say that, even <laughs> authenticity testing people. But think about it though. How do you ask? A nigga who was perceptually and representationally saying I'm a nigga, what's your background? Is that not disingenuous to the fact that a lot of us don't have that lineage to tie things back to? You know what I'm saying? And the kind of mix and scramble nature of our identities. I think when we was last talking about, you know what I'm saying, blackness and identity and who gets to be a nigga and who gets to say nigga and who gets to kind of be a part of some of these conversations. We one of the things we kind of overlooked and didn't really talk about is the fact that everybody's a mixed bag. I think this is when we was talking about uh, 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 mixed relationships or perceptually, you know, light skinned. <laughs> they are. We don't realize when we're trying to get on mixed folk for being mixed that we we are black Americans. Mm. Right, we are mixed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's you know some, I mean? there's some variation. Yeah, you know what I mean. And so it, it gets hard to try to peg people down and be like, "What? And you, what are you? Tell me," because that's disingenuous to the black experience. Definitely. I, I mean, yeah, it is a Rachel Dollars off sequel. It's a whole run back, and uh, I really, it's a, it's a, it's an expose. But, oh, yeah. but, but again, though, action here. Am, am I wrong to say that there is some level of an eye test that goes into this? Am I wrong to say that th that there is some that there's a slight degree of looking, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, and being like, should you be talking like that? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, for example, let's take let's take yeah, the scholarship. Right. Let's take the scholarship out of it. Let me ask you this. Let's take the scholarship out of it. Let's say she wasn't a scholar. Sure. Let's say she just said the word nigga, and she claimed to be black. If she said the word nigga and she claimed to be black, would we still be like, okay, well, I guess you could say it since you said you black. No, nah, we'll look at you and be like, hold on. How? What's going on? What's going on? I mean, I don't know. I think, and, and I know we're about to kind of transition into a conversation about this, so I'll go ahead and say the G word. That gatekeeperism is a catch-22. You know what I'm saying? Like, it really is it's kind of weird because before you know it that same is thing is applied to you and your barometer of niggerness you know what i'm saying now all of a sudden people is able to g check you on how black you can and so it all becomes kind of what we call what we say in debate infinitely regressive mm -hmm. i think it's the dangerous part about it is that if we apply to some niggas who might not be niggas but are saying they niggas we got to apply to all niggas and kind of start standardizing what that means and that's a slippery slope that we don't want to go down so it's really a hard situation for black people especially when we need to be protected of certain things like our representation in institutions like how we cooking and moving because we let anybody in the door and it's like damn 
You know what I'm saying? There goes another opportunity for niggas to really be, really be in the mix and not just perceptually be in the mix. And so it's weird. And, and to this, let me clear up for the for, for, for the listeners. Right now, the theme right now we recognize is that, you know, people be faking it until they making it in terms of dipping into the black culture. And I mean, dipping into the black identity and they necessarily not black. Let me just clear something up, though. We're actually talking about Jessica Krug. I see people in the comment section talking about CV, the debater. <laughs> and I see also people referring to Rachel Dolezal. You feel me? So what we're also seeing here is that, well, actually, first of all, I get there. Is, so Toya says it's a catch-22. In the situations for, like, the Rachel Dolezal's or the C.V. Vitello's or the, you know, uh, Jessica Cruz, is gatekeeping can gatekeeping be good, or is it always going to be that catch-22? I mean, Marquise says straight out of the gate, I'm with the infinite regression, and I, I would like to – I mean, I would have, that's a very bold claim. I would love a solid warrant to back that up. I know he's going to give me a paragraph in a second, so Marquise cook that up for me real quick. Um, but I think that that is dangerous. And, but I, I won't say it's necessarily bad, right? It's it's really it's hard. It's hard. It's the it's the, it's the perpetual conflictual position black people are constantly in to protect they shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, what do you do when you need all hands on deck and you need as many people as possible really about this shit and riding? But you also dealing with people who in their lives are dealing with, you know, whatever type of narcissism, whatever type of rejection, whatever type of dismissal that now they're using black issues to project themselves back into the center of attention to heal through that shit. You know what I'm saying? Who? Why is that my responsibility? You know what I'm saying? I thought this was all hands on deck, but instead you're using niggas to heal through your own interpersonal trauma, and that becomes a real messed up position for black people to be in, because it's like, we need our hands on deck, but we gotta go ahead and turn you around at the gate now, turn you around at the door, because you ain't about, you ain't with us. And this is where I, I will say I'm more of a fan uh, uh, You said what? Nothing, keep going. Oh, uh, I said I am more of a fan of uh, gatekeeping than I am against it. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm not. Hey, I'm not saying that we need to be hard pressed on like checking every light skin. You know what I mean? Because remember, like your politics don't always reflect your complexion. Not all skin folk is your kin folk. We know that. But I, I do think though, it's certain. You know what I'm saying? Levels of scrutiny that that need to be applied. Period. You know what I mean? Like so, if to me personally. Is that I, I look I look at uh people teaching this particular information the same way I look at the, the n-word, the same way I look at nigga. You feel me? You you preaching it, you teaching it, you doing all this. What's your connection to it though? Yeah. And do I think that we need to be on uh stormtrooper type, you know what I'm saying? Like pointing people out types, and it's nah, but yeah. I think a healthy skepticism is key. I think I, I, know, I, know, I know I'm about to break off of, of, of script a little bit, but I'm actually more interested in something else a little bit. So given the CVs and Rachel Dolezal's and Jessica Krubes, what do we say to the people that says this proves there's such thing as black privilege? What is your response, Toya? What is your response, Damo? I understand, I understand why they're making that statement. Why Why is there all of us because of this? The reason why C.V. Vitello, Jessica Cruz, Rachel Dolezal wanted to act black because they seen the opportunities and the authenticity with the opportunities that came with them being and acting black, i.e. getting to be 
uh, uh, the pre president of the NAACP, being able to be a, a scholar, to be able to go get booked, to go talk about the black experience, uh, being able to uh, be seen as a, a, a legitimate, credible credible person within the African, African-American, uh, you know, I mean, it, it, well, what it is is it, it's, it's it's a false equivalence. It's a false equivalence, and I think and Nick Brady points this out uh, in his comment where he talks about gatekeeping is neither good nor bad. Um, it's impossible because whiteness is all it does is it still it robs it's parasitic to blackness. So really, we can gatekeep it only in terms of calling people out, but actually keeping people out ain't something that we can actually do. But when um, but when he says that when he says that uh, she stole it, it, I mean, that's why it's not something that's outside of the norm of already what they do. I mean, this is the extreme because she was willing to adopt it. Right. And that's not usually something that we see for most I mean, of her career. She played to be black. Yeah. Right. So like, academic career. I mean, and it's like, you know, we know what it means to be black mm -hmm. in this country. So. We know that they, we know that they take the art, they culture, whatever they commodify it, but they don't adopt it. She adopted it, like she put that on her herself, and it's it's something different, weird about that. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a, it's it's something kind of it's it's something gross about that because it's like it's it's again it's a fetishization of of blackness outside of just like consuming it. It's fetishized. That shit is gross. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. The, the word that I think uh, a lot of people associate with this is like culture voyeur, voyeurism, right? Where you got to kind of you get the opportunity to go and take a vacation over in the privilege. And so that's a really kind of how our response to this notion of black privileges. You get to go in vacation with the booking engagements and with the panels and with all these opportunities to go and do and be a part of some really cool black shit. But you don't have to sit and rest in the vitriol that, you know what I'm saying, black people get. And it doesn't resonate the same. You might get some of the same hate mail or some of the hate messages, but you're just like, hmm, they're really upset. It does not. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You, you, you're, like an eth you're like an ethnographer. What do ethnographers do? They they go and hang out in other people's culture and take note of how things take place. They might go and be they a map it out or might be a part of a ceremony, but when it's all said and done, none of that shit is spiritual to them. None of that is material to them. They go and take notes and they lodge it and they log it and they're able to see kind of how the shit plays, but it never really resonates yeah. the way, the same way that it will for a black person. And so this voyeurism, this cultural tourism where you get to go hang out and then reap some of the benefits, it's like, nigga, you wasn't shooting in the gym. You don't know what it took to get these benefits. You don't know how hard people fight to justify having them once they get them. Every single day of their life, deciding how they're going to wear their hair and how they're going to put their clothes on. And that shit you don't really, you get to pop in and pop out of. And so, I mean, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, nah, there ain't no black, ain't, ain't no overwhelming privilege over here. Definitely. And what they owe. Yo, and it's so much, it's so much other stuff that we can get into, specifically about the fact that she she's in academia talking about this, right? And so, what does that what does that mean in terms of her you know her 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 work okay when because we know when we talk about black shit in in uh in academia a lot of it stems from our our organic intellectualism like what we experience as black people and then how we translate it into academia that's real that's uh, that means this that's mimicry but i mean i know it's a deep and, and that's a lot more to talk about and maybe we'll get a chance to do that but i want to ask y'all this why is it always white women? Uh, Why is it always white women? 
Lee. Like, remember it was a whole Instagram trend where they were like, all of these, all of these uh, white girls on Instagram were like doing black everything vision. they can to look like a uh, yeah. black, black woman. They was like, yeah. well, you remember the lip, little lip challenge? They was like sucking on shit or doing something with their lips, and then they would take it off and have bigger lips. It was, it was wild. Um, it's, it's hard to say. You know, I don't want to get into pathologizing people who I really don't understand anything about. Um, I just I don't get a whole lot of other things about white women, so I won't uh, sit <laughs> and, and, and ca- cast the wide net right now. Shout out to Honey. What's up in the comments? I see you. Thank you for pulling up. Uh, so I won't uh, pretend to elaborate about yeah. what I know about white women. Uh, but what I will say is patterns and tendencies. You know what I'm saying? And I also think you know, white women have a bailout tendency, right? They cry wolf. You know what I'm saying? They were able to get away with a whole lot of, you know, affliction or perceived affliction and they have been able to in different ways throughout their upcome in, in society. And so I think this this tendency to, to take on trauma, to hurt, to pretend hurt, to play afflicted and kind of eat that, maybe there's some something connecting there, but I won't yeah. understand why you want to be traumatized, pretend trauma, pretend, pretend hurt. That's try that's shit that's that's you projecting from yeah, the way that white men are that's like some some like real um fungibility of blackness in terms of some old shit kinda, but just being able to try I feel like them being able to manifest their white privilege in spaces and places they wasn't able to back in the day, like hmm, this white woman thing is cool, but what would it what would it be like to be a black woman? I'm gonna read some books, watch them a couple YouTube videos and shit. I'm gonna do this thing and try. <laughs> and to me, I feel like that's 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 you know what I'm saying. That's kind of how I see that or whatever. I mean, Bricks even threw in a little, you know what I'm saying, like kind of crossbar into that, an intersectional question into that, or a response to it, which is many white and non-black people who grow up in black neighborhoods aren't usually out here claiming to be black. So proximity does matter. They know they don't gotta fake it. You know what I'm saying? This very much seems like a desire of white people and middle class, upper class people. So is there a class element? Right. Like the, the whole. And I think this go back to the voyeurism. Right. You want to play poor. You want to play, play broke. You want to play like you come from nothing. And, you know, not to. I mean, I, it's hard because a lot from Rachel Dolezal to CV to uh, Jessica Cruz. We hear that these these women, I mean, these individuals, uh, CV is non-binary. I do want to make that clear just in case we ever misgender them. Yeah. Um, they are missed by date. They, they are non-binary. So I don't know if I made any slippages, but I want to yeah, be clear. I didn't make no slippages for sure. I don't think I did, but I want to be clear about that. We're not misgendering nobody, but they uh, occupy a position uh, in the world of, or a have of affluence. You know what I'm saying? Alleged, you know what I'm saying? Kind of the ability to come up. And so it's it, it, uh, very possible in, in response to bricks, very possible that there's some intersections there, but the snapshot, you know, is, is, is the snapshot. And we hear more stories uh, here lately than not about people faking it. Um, until they try to make it, and so I mean, don't do that. You getting exposed? They telling on you every time, and they got receipts. They got yeah. receipts. <laughs> yeah, man, that was a Snapchat, man. It was, it was a Snapchat. We know, we see that everybody they, they want our blues. I mean, yeah, they want our rhythm, but they don't want our blues. You feel me? Yeah. Everybody you know loves black culture, but hates black people. And, and, and in these instances, it's like shit. Everybody want to be a nigga until it's time to be a nigga. And what we've seen is that if we read any in, any of uh, the stuff in depth about. Just a crew or about CV, 
they really knew how to play up the victimization, which to me kind of played up into the pathology and how black folks always seen as playing victim and want to be the victim. And that's pretty much the only thing they try to pick up on and, and always call, like always had random situations and instances of being victimized because of them being their color. And it's like, but you claim to be so racially ambiguous, but you mm-hmm. always claiming that these people, but they know I'm black though. And it's like, all right, but that's a snapshot though, man. What we got next? 